The Weekly Dish podcast is brought to you by Lakewinds Co-op in Minnetonka, Chanhassen, and Richfield with delivery from Instacart. There's no membership required to shop at Lakewinds. All are welcome. Check out lakewinds.com, and if you can't make it to a Lakewinds, please visit your local food co-op in the neighborhood near you. Hello, dishers. I was traveling over the holidays, and I needed sunscreen that was safe for the reefs. Did you know that's a thing? Apparently it is. And they have it at Lakewinds. They've got sunscreen, face serums, essential oils, and moisturizing lotions all at the co-op. And I want you to try the North Naturals skincare line. It's made in Minnetonka. And who would better know how to hydrate your dry Minnesota skin than a local Minnetonka company? During the long Minnesota winter, they've got lots of products that'll help you out. And if you need to load up on vitamin C or essential oils, your local co-op has so much to offer. And if you're on this wellness journey and you don't really know what to get, talk to the folks there. They're really great. They'll help you. They'll recommend products and no membership is required to shop. Everyone is welcome. You can shop Lakewinds in Minnetonka, Chanhassen and Richfield. And you can also get delivery from Instacart. Find more information about the brands that they carry, recipes and community events at Lakewinds.com. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Weekly Dish on My Talk 1071. I'm Stephanie March, and I'm here with Ms. Elizabeth Reese. Good morning, my friend. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm so happy to be back. I haven't been on the show in a while. I know. I was thinking, I don't even know. Well, I think you actually filled in for me. Yeah. I think a while back. I don't think I've been Remember? here in 2020. I, yeah, so. I know. It's definitely not been 2020. Happy New Year, everybody. Happy <laughs> New Year. Sincerely. I've I mean, been eating a lot. I eat every single day, so I have a lot to you. talk about. Oh, excellent. This is a good thing. This is why you were qualified to co-host the show. <laughs> uh, let's say, what have you been eating? I've been eating all sorts of stuff. I've been cooking a lot, but I've also been going out, too. And, um, you know, I went to Moochie's again last week. And I just was reminded of how wonderful it is and how the service there is unparalleled. Yeah. Yeah. It's so good. And they've got their new location on Lake Street, yep. which I heard is going gangbusters. Yeah. I heard it was totally slammed and really busy. Yeah. Um. And, but I just went to the old one in St. Paul, which is just lovely. Oh, you and, did? Okay. And I was reminded that um, they have such great takeout options. Like you can get oh, their lasagna yes. and you can get their meatballs. One of my sister's girlfriends was popping in. And she has little kids. Yep. And she's like, oh my gosh, my kids love the meatballs. So I just come in, get the meatballs, and then I can heat them up for the littles whenever I want. Right. And it was kind of a fun reminder. Oh, you can get that stuff at a lot of great restaurants. Yes. So. Um, did you, the funny thing about them is that I loved what they did yesterday. So the whole Valentine's Day, let's have a moment. Yeah. So the whole Valentine's Day thing is is awesome, and I love... It's actually not one of the biggest restaurant days. There was a whole study that they were talking about restaurant days, and everyone's like, oh, you know, it's a huge day for restaurants. It's actually not, because of the fact that so many people cancel. Oh, really? And because there's it's a two-top situation. <laughs> so they get... Well, I think that they make the... Multi, I think they do the sin. Multiple oh. reservations. Yeah, I used to right? do that in New York a lot, but I would call and cancel. Yeah, I know. You would if you had like six, you would say. But Moochie's last night was uh they were on the on the Twitters sort of late afternoon yesterday putting out like we have openings at seven ten, eight oh you know, eight oh five. And I thought that was really smart because of the fact that that's kind of one of those things. That's what people do. Yeah, the the Valentine's Day thing is tough. We did a family Valentine's last night and we went to Blue Door Pub. Yeah. And we had burgers and wings. 
and then um, came home and watched Star Wars with the kiddos. Like, that was a really great Valentine's <laughs> night. That's pretty good. I do think um, that there is something really great to going to restaurants that don't take reservations yeah. on big holidays. Right. And I've said this about, like, Easter and about Mother's Day and... Valentine's Day, you know, like Blue Door Pub isn't taking reservations and it's, right. you know, you can get in there, but sometimes it's a long wait. You never know. Was it busy? Um, it was busy, but we got right in. Yeah. But every table was full. Yeah. And um, but people are afraid to go to restaurants that don't take reservations on Valentine's right, Day because they don't want to mess up. They don't want to mess up. And so it automatically takes out some of the population. And so I think it's a good strategy to go to places that don't take reservations. Yeah. Another thought was my uh, my boss lady, Jane. She was, it's her uh, anniversary as well. Her wedding anniversary. She got married on Valentine's she Day. She did. I know. God love them. Like 23 years ago. <gasps> oh, that's cute. But she, I, w- I was leaving the office and she was like, oh my God, I thought you were still here. Where do you think we should go? Because like we didn't plan anything. It was totally one of those like, eh. But they yeah. have two teenage daughters now. And she's like, so we kind of don't want to just leave them home. And sure. she's like, so what do you think? And I was and she actually came up with this idea. She goes, I was thinking we should go to Constantine, which is cool. It's a bar in the bottom of the ba- of the Hotel Ivy, right. you guys. But it's also like if you went at 530 or six o'clock, like it's a bar that happens to kind of go later and be sure. very cool. Yeah. And it's got kind of a really cool vibe. And they have great cheeseburgers. Way to go. I know. And I was like, this is actually a brilliant move, Jane, because it's not going to get busy till later. Yeah. No one's going to think to go reserve or eat early at Constantine. I'm like, this is a good move. It's good strategies. I like the family Valentine's Day tea thing, too, yeah. or, you know, whatever, just making it fun. I think, you know, doing like a little sweet thing, but. When you start to just go, we're going to make this all romantic and all crazy, you're asking for (laughs) disappointment and you're asking for expectations. I'm a big believer. Like, I literally get the same thing from my husband every single year. It is a giftable holiday for you. It is. Okay. We do a gift, but he gets flowers. Yeah. And he took the kids to pick out roses for me, which was sweet, and he loves it. And then he always goes to Regina's Candies in St. Paul, old school. Yeah. Been in business for like 100 years. Yeah. And he gets me only the chocolates that I want, Oh, which is peanut butter cups. They yes. have dark peanut butter cups and milk peanut butter cup stuff. And they are so freaking good. And then the bottom layer, he told me I didn't even get to that last night. He <laughs> said there's some really good stuff under there and he will just get toffee. Like I love toffee. Yeah. Toffee and they have a the couple best. different kinds of toffees. So that's it. And it's the only time of year that I ever get it. I've never even been into this candy store, but he, <laughs> this year was... He's like a regular. Yeah, this was our 10th Valentine's Day together, and he started by getting me a box of chocolates from there, and then evolved into just choosing. Yeah. And I guess he told the lady, I want the top row, just peanut butter cups, and she was like, whoa, bold, bold. Okay, yeah, bold move, bold move, bold move. He knows what he knows. Yeah, and then I just know that that's what is going to happen, and then he's going to write me a sweet card, and it's lovely, and it just doesn't have to be this whole one-upping thing yeah or some like magical thing i know there's a weird and i know it's a hallmark holiday in that way that it's sort of turned into this outside expectation thing but you know and for me being a single human yeah you know we the funny thing is is i had a couple friends who were saying they were i have a couple divorce friends who are feeling really like about it all they're like it's just so much and you see everybody's posts i'm like well first of all no one is forcing you to be on social media today second of all Anything that you want. And so the post that I made, you know, with my little heart-shaped bagel yesterday was about, I don't, 
don't understand why people want to, like, for me, the freedom of not having to wait for someone to mess something up or not having to wait for someone to, like, <laughs> I know get something and read my mind about what I want. Like, I love that Jane knows what you want, and right. that's perfect. And that's it. That's a rarity. Yeah. <laughs> and especially from other friends I've heard. You know, they're like, oh, well, he really missed the mark. He got me, like, a vacuum cleaner or whatever. And I'm like, well... You should have gone out and bought yourself a diamond earring set. I'm vocal and then, about what I want. You know, just get what you want. Yeah, and the posting, I get it. It feels... Um, the posting is a little bit rough. I'm starting to feel like, is it, you know, is it obligatory that every New Year and every holiday, yes. I mean, you just have to post this something. Yes, people do. And it feels, um, you know, it, it. I don't know. Share the gratitude, I guess. Share the love. It's. It's good. I just try not to... I know, and I and I do love that people celebrate each other. Like I've seen a lot of husbands posting about their wives, and yeah, and I think that's very sweet. And I see, you know, some you know women posting cute pictures of their you know their little husbands or or their boyfriends or whatever. And I, you know, I mean, I'm I'm here for it, like happiness and all the rest, right? But like, if I was feeling despondent about it or melancholy, I just don't dip, man. Just get out of there. My sister posted um, some cute stuff yesterday. She posted a picture of her and her husband. But then she posted, and now all my little Valentines. And she posted pictures with all of her nieces and nephews. So including my kids. And it was just really sweet. Because it is a reminder that you can make it what you want to make it. And you can make it just about love. I think it is. In general. I do. And I feel like that was, uh, you know, the vibe at our office. You know, Fridays at MSU Mag are kind of funny. We're all just a little loose and weird anyway. And there was like... Smoothies were dropped off, and yeah. then all of a sudden we had—I saw yours—and then from Crispin Green, which was delicious. By they the way, they did a fun little Valentine's Day promotion where they said, um, "I think it was like the first 100 or 500 first hundred person at every location got, got a, a free smoothie yeah. if you—and you had to say you were single. But yeah. then they made a funny bit about it, like if you don't, if you aren't single, like we're not going to be checking. Yes, <laughs> they just. They made it cute where they said we're going to do this for single people. Yeah, come in and get a smoothie, but if you're not whatever it yeah. was just really darling and it was They're delicious doing it right there it's so cute but yeah. we had like so and then we had licorice we had uh, cookies and we had all these things that had been people had either brought or been dropped off and all this kind of stuff and it was just like everybody was sort of like we were talking we were joking about what is, what do we appreciate about our valentines in the office you yeah. know and i was like well you know the interns are working their butts off to fact check my stuff and so i'm like you get the smoothie <sighs> you know you get the licorice and all this kind of stuff it was just you know, sharing that kind of love, I think, is kind and of And you awesome. know what? If you really want to get down to it, you could make the argument that every single holiday is about marketing, my friends. Oh, my God, it is. This is just a newsflash. Even Christmas, guys. I mean, yes. when you get down to it, every holiday is about promoting some sort of agenda mm-hmm. for some sort of organization. Right. So if you're going to go down that path, you're going to go down a dark path. It's going to get And it's big. okay to go there. But just know just that you aware. are going to have less fun and joy in your life. <laughs> Speaking of joy, last night my Valentines were three teenagers who played video games while I made them chili. Yes. And then we did chocolate roulette. Tell me all about it. <laughs> I saw your post and I wanted to know what you were doing because I don't I don't play these games. I get the chocolates I want in you the do. box. So instead, you get a box that you have no idea. We throw away any card that tells you what anything is <laughs> in the box. And you look at it and you first you try to guess what it is. Then you take a bite. Yep. And you have to try to 
explain to the other people what, what it is. And, and if you, you have get to... some sort of like lemony or strawberry nougat, the rage that it I is. feel in my body it is. is overwhelming. It is. And you have to suffer through the entire bite. Or half a bite and then you have to pass it on and someone else has to take the other bite. I also hate a maple oh. flavored something. And I love maple. I love maple things. Right. I love like, I love maple no. syrup. I right. love maple trees. Right. But when there's like a maple, maple nougat in a, in a chocolate. Oh, it's, it's, why? It was unreal. And it was, I, I we couldn't finish the box. <laughs> we didn't get through the box. We're all like, we got to take a break. Because it's so sweet, you know, and it's so like. So sickeningly sweet. And then, and then there was one of them, like literally we were like, I have no idea. It's just like a creamy white thing, but it like had a floral and it wasn't citrusy. We it, it was a definite thing that we all recognized, but we couldn't identify it. And you threw the thing away so you could never confirm. Yeah, you might need yeah. to. No, no, life. we have to live with mystery. That's how you live. You live with mystery. Chocolate roulette. That's I love it. that Chocolate Valentine's roulette. game. That's a great it's idea. A good one. All right, you guys, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back, and we are going to not only talk about breakfast, Woo! which is uh, a big topic that we like to talk about going out for breakfast, and then we are also going to have Justin Sutherland and J.D. Fratsky in the house this talking so about great. a new Buddy uh, a Buddy Road movie that they're basically cooking. <laughs> and uh, then later we have a whole bunch of fun stuff to come up. So we will uh, entertain you for the next couple hours if you let us. This is the Weekly Dish on My Talk 1071. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Weekly Dish. I'm Steph March. I'm here with Elizabeth Reese today. Oh, good morning. I'm so happy to be here. I've you, been hungry all day. Have you been hungry already? Yeah, I've been hungry. I know. I had a breakfast sandwich the whole deal. Did you really? For sure. God, what's your favorite breakfast sandwich? Let's just. Well, are you, are you, just you made one at your house. I, I always make them at yeah. my house. And what I, makes the best breakfast sandwich? Since, by the way, we're talking about breakfast. Toasting the inside and the outside of whatever you're making. So, and, and doing it in butter on a griddle. Oh. This idea of making a breakfast sandwich and putting like toast or an English muffin in an actual toaster. And then layering egg and cheese is a recipe for failure. Because it, it's not only does it scratch your mouth, <laughs> but it it's gets dry as dust. Dry. And then the cheese doesn't really melt. Wait, people put that good. in the toaster? Or um, like a toaster oven? No, people put like, a, oh. they put the English muffin in a toaster. Okay. And then they just fry up an egg and oh. then they layer it with egg and cheese. Got it. Got it. Got you it. You can't do that. Yeah. You have to actually like griddle toast it with yeah. butter on a stove. And then I just love like really simple things. I love good cheese a good egg and like some sausage is really that's the key that's the hardest part for me is to get like sausage onto a i usually do like if i'm doing a breakfast sandwich for myself yes 100 percent. yep but if i'm doing one like quickly for the kid to get out the door in the morning yeah then i do uh i just do ham usually oh that's a good idea which is a good little like sub and that's i do the thing is like i have one giant pan yeah me too in the pan i like put the two slices of bread or whatever it is with like muffin or whatever yeah buttery side down yeah buttery side down and then i get the egg going in the other corner this is exactly what i did this morning yeah and then you just kind of do your little ham flip and i do love some cream cheese on a breakfast sandwich do you yeah or even like a little bit of avocado you can do is really Mm -hmm. great too and some hot sauce but um the breakfast sandwich is the greatest breakfast food, and it is the most often wronged breakfast food right. in restaurant settings. I will tell you that I it is rare for me to order one in in a restaurant because I Very feel like rare. I can't possibly I can't get it right. And you can make it so cheap at home, yeah. and it's so much better. You should order things like eggs Benedict or breakfast burritos, things that like you're not generally going to make at home. Let me ask you this quickly before we get into, by the way, the cover of Minneapolis St. Paul magazine this month is best breakfast and brunch. I love it. And so we're going to talk a little bit about some of the places we named in there, but did you see that McDonald's is aiming their new chicken sandwich, their fried chicken sandwich that to enter the Popeye's and the, you yeah. know, the war 
they're aiming at a, as a breakfast sandwich. A breakfast sandwich. A breakfast fried chicken sandwich. Which kind of reminds me of like... Um, crispy chicken. Crispy right? chicken. Yeah. yeah. So like I was in um, Nashville recently. Yeah. And at, they've got this place called Biscuit Love, which by the way, Jason Matheson's um, Betty and Earl's is better. Yeah. Side note. Side note. I told him that. Sidebar. He nearly cried. It yeah. was really true. Um, but, you know, they do like fried chicken on a biscuit. And it's supposed to be a sandwich, but it's not really a sandwich because it's impossible to pick up and eat like a sandwich. Right. Which then I feel you shouldn't get to call it a sandwich. I agree. Anywho. I agree. If you can't pick it up and physically eat it like a sandwich, you should not be able to call it a sandwich. No. If you call it an open face sandwich, I will give you a little bit of grace. Yeah. Like a commercial. Yeah. No one's picking up a commercial, which is supposed to be kind of like a sandwich, but it's not because it's it's just a big gravy soaked. You have to use a knife and a fork to eat it. Um, Or like in... In New Orleans, I've had, you know, like, it's like a play on the fried chicken and waffles kind of a thing. Yeah. But you do it on a breakfast sandwich. But I don't really like the crispy chicken with an egg. I kind (sighs) of like to hold the egg on that. I, okay, so we had, we had, uh, at Grand Catch, you can get chicken and pancakes. Instead of chicken and waffles, you get a couple pieces of fried chicken, you get some big pancakes, and then it has an egg on it, too. Like, that's like a breakfast situation, right? I mean, that's like... Are they doing brunch on the weekends? Yeah, yeah. Grand Catch in St. Paul, the semi Wade. You think about it for seafood boil, but I'm telling you, their brunch is like a secret sleeper. It's really good. Oh, that's good. I know. And I like the idea of there being... And it's not... Here's the deal. It is a pancake situation. Like, mm-hmm. it's like you're there for the pancakes, and then there's also some fried chicken and an egg. Yeah. Instead of... I've had places where it's like, you know, the pancake or the waffle is like an afterthought. Yeah. And then I'm like, well, then it's just fried chicken, and that's okay, too. But, like, then we have to... It has to either be equal or I have to know what's going yeah, on. Yeah, I'm totally with you. And the other thing of this is with the chicken and the waffles thing, I was at a place where they served it in a tulip. Like it was almost like a waffle dipper and a and a fried chicken tender. Mm. But like then you're not first of all, it's all drizzled in syrup. So are you using your hands? No, yeah. And if you're gonna get in there, how do you get in like a Sunday dish with a fork and knife to cut things? You can't. You it need it was, piled on top. It was masterfully horrible. Yes. Presentation matters. It does. And how people eat things matters. So one of the things that I brought you a bagel this morning. I know. I ate half of it. it I know. Great. Actually, there's well, I ate yeah, whatever I half, the half you gave me. <laughs> yeah, there's another half. No, there's no, not. I, I forgot ate I ate that earlier. <laughs> you All gave right. me half a bagel and I will take <laughs> discarded half of bagels. So I stopped. So because one of the things that I think is funny about the breakfast scene in town is that how people are freaky, like obsessed with the fact that we don't have good bagels. You know, like people go like, oh. We don't have good bagels, and they I have, just think that's wrong, though. I well, and the thing of it is, really, is like it. The bagels that we have, like if you really think about burgers, I know I'm going to get people calling and telling me I'm an idiot for it, but I'm just saying that they're they're not bad. I mean, I think that they're fine. They're good bagels. I don't know how anyone could call you an idiot. Burgers <laughs> is like the thing of life. Their salt bagel is yeah. so good. Their salt bagel. They is, have that rosemary olive oil bagel yeah. that is so great yeah and i don't know i might just be emotionally attached because i've been eating burgers since i was a well, small child and, and that is, was that was probably my first bagel experience but this is what people say they say we don't know because we've never because in the midwest or at least in minneapolis burgers has been reigning supreme which is true yes but like you know they're like really good bagels are this this and this okay. and so i give you fine you know whatever so rise bagel in the north loop those are delicious bagels. To. Yeah, and people just love that place. Yeah, that's the bagel I ate yesterday. That was a heart-shaped bagel on my Instagram. 
Um, that was my Valentine for the day. But that is a beautiful, lovely, crisp on the outside, tenor on the inside. I love that as well. Yeah. I'm not going to like not eat a Brugger's bagel from now on. But this morning I stopped at Asa's Bakery, which is a cute place in South Minneapolis. Great. And it's like 23rd. It's across from the Chatterbox Pub, the yep. original. Yep. And um, it was kind of just, it was a, it's a cute little storefront. They used to... They used to be a stall at the farmer's market. Oh. And now they're doing weekends only, and they have Bialis. I see this. And I didn't get a Bialy today, and I kind of am regretting it because I kind of panicked. I was there. I had to get out. I had to get in and get out. Listen, any place that's doing naturally leavened sourdough, yeah. I am 100% on board with. You're this down. is what I'm trying to just go exclusive with my bread, naturally leavened. And if you know what that means, I mean, that means that the baker is using the wild yeast that is just existing around us and then using that to create a sourdough starter and then making it, it takes a long time to make. And yeah. they're really good for your tummy and uh, it's really good. Yes. And I would say that the Bialy is a different shape. It's like, it's not, it's a closed hole. Yeah. But it's a kind of puffier thing too. I know we're wrapping up. We didn't talk at all about the other part of breakfast, which we, we might do it. in the second hour. So we're going to take a quick break, you guys, and finish up with breakfast later. And we're going to be joined by Justin and JD coming right up. So stay tuned. This is the Weekly Dish on My Talk 1071. Hey everybody, welcome back to Weekly Dish. We are actually going to continue with our breakfast chatter I'm because so the boys are not here yet. <laughs> so maybe they're having breakfast. Maybe they're having breakfast, <laughs> and so that's fine with us. Uh, so we covered bagels <laughs> and bialis and the rest. Um, I gotta say though, when I'm going out, like, do you you don't you're not a big like bruncher girl, are you? I'm not as much of a bruncher because I have kids, so I don't. I just don't do brunch that much because they have to eat right when they wake up. So yeah. brunch is sort of a weird spot for us. But I do love to do like breakfast dates with Jay. Yeah. So sometimes if we've got a little bit of time in the morning, don't tell my bosses, we'll drop the kids off at daycare and then just go and we'll pop by like Longfellow or something like that. And we'll just get breakfast together. Yes. And it actually is a really fun way to get to hang out and spend some time together without... You know, paying for a babysitter and I doing agree. the whole out night date thing. I yeah. love going out for breakfast. I actually would rather when people are like, "Can we meet for coffee?" I'm always like, "Can we meet for breakfast?" Right. I'm like, "Is there, is there any anybody want to sit with like a plate of eggs with me?" Yeah. You know, because I think there's something about that that's just like you know, and also it tends to be you're hungrier and you're not in a way you're not like so full or anything like that. Uh, <laughs> Steph is laughing because we've laughing got our guests because our boys are here. The guests are, um, but I'm going to continue with this and make you guys faces wait. on the outside. Yeah, we're going to talk. We're going to finish with breakfast now, and then they can take over the other last part of the show. Perfect. Um, all right. So the so here's the thing about brunch too. I believe is that you know nowadays. Okay, well here's two things. One, one, I think our breakfast game in the Twin Cities is better than it has ever been because of the fact that I think like, overall the gig economy. I think that the people who are like now, you know, used to have to run and get into an office every time and check in and check out, they now have, there's a lot more freelancers and a lot of people officing outside of an office. Yeah. Have you ever been to a coffee shop lately? Exactly. That's all people, do. people don't have offices. They just work from coffee shops. They do. And they just look intently at their laptops like they're doing something like they're doing super something. important. But is that true? <laughs> we don't know. But then there's places that are like, so like somewhere like Nolo's Kitchen, right? In the North Loop. Right. Like they are doing breakfast every day. And that would be a thing that I would think would be hard in the North Loop, which is tends to be kind of a dinner spot. You mm -hmm. know, people are kind of going out and stuff, but they do great. And in fact, they have the thing that is one of my favorite things, which is breakfast fried rice. Yeah. Have you had this? No. You got to have this. It is 
I mean, it's basically fried rice, you know, but they put a little kale on the top. Which is inherently kind of breakfasty because uh, there's an egg in it. Yes. And it's basically like there's a generous pile. It's sesame kale. And then they have, you know, it's got egg and there's a little bit of uh, there's just a little bit of bacon in there or pork product of some sort. So it feels still like you've got your breakfast elements. But like for me, I want something I don't ever do like pancakes and toast and all that stuff. No, I can't have a pancake. I love pancakes. I'm a big believer in the table pancake when you go out yeah. to breakfast. Yeah. You order one pancake for the entire table. Yeah. And then you all get some Everybody bites gets of the a pancake. Fork. Yeah. But nobody has to fully commit to pancakes for breakfast. Right. Right. What are you? Five? I know. How can you eat pancakes for uh, breakfast well, and go on with the rest of your day? I'd be like, great, I had pancakes. I gotta go take a nap. Yeah, it's the teenage boys. I've been to OPH with the teenage boys <laughs> and they can house a plate of pancakes and then go, are you gonna finish your hash? No! And then I go, yeah, I am. Don't touch it. <laughs> um, by the way, the OPH pancakes, I the one thing that I get there ever are the little silver dollar sourdough pancakes. Yes. And we are just talking about that. And I don't want any syrup on them. I just want whipped butter and salt. Bring it on. That's it. Sourdough pancakes. Sourdough <sighs> anything. If, it, if it says sourdough, I'm interested. What about like a skillet? Do you remember ever like in college eating a skillet breakfast? Yeah, like a cast iron skillet. Yeah, with like and eggs and hash. And then if you're a server and, and you had to bring it out, it weighs like 3,000 pounds. You're just bummed about it. Yeah, I love that because I love... Um, I love how restaurants do breakfast potatoes. Yeah. They do them so much better than you can do them at home. And I don't know if it's just they go excess on the butter and the seasoning. Maybe. Yes. But they also, I think they do a dual cook situation where they're, you know, like prepping them by either parboiling them or something and then putting them in a pan, which makes it so much better than just cooking straight from raw in a pan. Yes. Um, And any sort of like home fry, I'm down with. Yes. Potatoes for breakfast are the way to go. What do you think about tots for breakfast? I don't really like tots. Ah! I, <laughs> what? I know. Tots, this is the problem with tots. And I, I, <laughs> I, get, I do not feel good anytime I eat tots. Really? It's just a weird stomach thing. And you know, I'm a Blue Door Pub person. Like we live yeah. right by the Longfellow one. So we go, I was there last night. And my husband will order the tots. And if I have two of them, I have a stomach ache. If I just have fries, I'm fine. Weird. It's a it's a tot thing. Okay. I'm just saying that to me, tots are the best. I mean, hash browns to me are key. Hash browns are the king because you get the crispy edge and then you get the soft inside. For sure. And tots are sort of the sort of the uh, the fast food version of that in my mind. Like it, it's fast, it's easy, but then you get that crisp thing and that's what I want. Sort of like that a home McDonald's fries, hash brown. Home fries don't do it for me. They're just usually too mushy or oh, they're cooked God. to a point where they like there's nothing inside. That's fair. Okay, for this issue, I want to know the spots that you were either really surprised by that had an amazing breakfast or <sighs> spots that you were just thinking, these are the essentials if you want to go out to breakfast. Well, one of the one of the skillets that I was is a tot skillet that I was leading you into was yeah. the how, which is in South Minneapolis. Yeah. Listen, it's a pretty basic thing. It's like treating your tots like they're nachos and then doing like sour cream and green onion and salsa and then loading it it's up like with Bluedor does tachos. Yeah. And so two but then they put two fried eggs on top. And that's pretty good. We like that little restaurant. I know. That's it's right. A cutie. Yeah, that's cute. It's it is nice. The um, how. Everybody loves, so the big brunchy places that people love, uh, you know, in Bloom, 
over at the Ken Case. They're yeah. doing the Dutch babies. Yes. The Dutch babies, why have they not had more of a moment in town? So, okay, explain to everybody what a Dutch baby is. So a Dutch baby is uh, where you take, it's basically crepe batter, let's be honest. Mm-hmm. And what you do is you cook it in a skillet at a super high heat that's yeah. already been, you know, heated. And then you pour the batter in and then it puffs up around it. Yeah. So they're also called puff pancakes, I think, or panakuken, if mm-hmm. you will. And, um, and these ones, they top with savory, beautiful things like eggs and mushrooms and goat cheese. And I think a savory Dutch baby is the best thing on the planet. Plus, it's just so cute to say, I'm going to order a Dutch baby. I know. What'd you have for breakfast? Dutch baby. Dutch baby. I love that. <laughs> and so they have them. I know Eastside has them too, but they have them. Uh, they, they have that savory thing for me. I just, and that's on the cover of the magazine. It's the one that's on the cover. So that's so amazing. Good. Um, the other one I was thinking about is High High. People love brunching at High High. And again, this is the alternative idea of like, you're not going to have waffles and pancakes and, you know, kind of a thing, but you're getting the beautiful like Southeast Asian Vietnamese food with a kind of a Christina twist, which you could eat any time of any day. Hello. Yeah. I did go to Alma recently for brunch and just loved it. Yeah. They just do a great job on every single thing. Yeah. No. And their bakery is top notch. It's top notch and really good coffee. Yes. Very, very good. I agree. I mean, it was a wait out the door. Oh, so if you want to go, I suggest making a reservation. Um, if you are thinking about doing a sweet thing, by the way, have you had the French toast at West Seventh Rose Street Patisserie? No. Okay, so Rose. I always get the quiche there. I know, but I and I haven't gone to the West Seventh one. I go to the one on um. You go to Snelling. Yeah, the one on West Seventh, which is by the Ken Case. You know, uh, has this beautiful like block. Like, it's a big square block of brioche, basically, and they treat it like French toast. Yes. And it's it looks like it's going to be this formidable thing, and you cut into it, and then it's just this, like, fluffy, beautiful interior that you kind of are like, what, have what, we been doing it wrong this whole time? No place makes me feel like I'm in a little European street cafe more than Rose Street Patisserie. Yeah, I agree. And so if you want that little vacation feeling, like a little Euro vacay for a lot less money than actually going to Europe, just Go to Rose Street Patisserie. Yep. Just it's do a that. great idea. It is. It is wonderful. Very good. Um, what about the crepe cake? Which is really a cake. <laughs> At yeah. Belcor. Have you ever you've seen Diane Yang's crepe cake? I've had it a hundred times. Yeah. I love it so much. I've gone there specifically just to get it. Yeah. And no, she had they had a they had a pink raspberry one for this weekend for yes, Valentine's Day. I love it. It's wonderful. It's marvelous. Yes. But it's and it's kind of like it's it's that's in the sweet category of like but I did have it at brunch once where I was with uh, I was with my son and we were eating regular stuff. And then we're like, we'll just end with the crepe cake. And I was For like, sure. oh, my God. Why not? That's a great idea. Delicious. She also has great quiche there. She came to Twin Cities Live and brought a quiche. And then I ate the rest of it every day for like five days. Oh, you were rationing. Yeah, I was. And what happens is it's like this. It's like a fluffy whipped souffle kind of. Yeah. Quiche. It's yeah. very different. You know, that it I didn't souffle know. Quiche. Yeah. I did not know that quiche was a breakfast food until college. My mom used to make just like spinach and cheese quiche yeah. for dinner all oh. the time when I was growing up. I think because How it very was French easy and it was really cheap yeah. and oh. she would have like, mm-hmm. she's really good at pie crust. So yeah. she can whip that up like in two seconds. Yeah. And then she would, she would make that all the time. And then when I went to college and it was in my sorority <laughs> house that we had like a brunch. And then I thought, oh, well, how interesting. That is very We're strange. having this for breakfast. Yeah. This is a dinner food. Yes. Isn't that funny? Yes. Oh my god! The stuff that you grow up with that you don't realize no is one way is until one you way. leave your house. Oh my god! 
Um, okay, quickly, I'm going to wrap up two things. Boozy Brunch, Hell's Kitchen. Mm. You know, we know their Bloody Mary bar is legendary. Do you and know that also... Peanut so good. I know. Do you also know, though, that they have, like, a mimosa bar? Like, if you are someone who is, like, a definitely sweet person... You can, like, the mile of, like, you put your champagne in your orange juice, and then you have, like, gummy worms and candies and little, like, crazy fruited things to jam on a stick, stick them in your mimosa. I think that's slightly offensive, but I okay. know. I just, it's a lot. But some people need that sugar rush, too, in the morning. Um, but the other one I would say is one of the ones that I super love is the Mezcal Hot Chocolate at Hilo Diner. Wow. I know. If you're going to have a boozy brunch, like, to me, if you have, like, uh, and you're you're kind of looking for that like warm sensation too, yes. especially now. God, that hot chocolate and it's got a little bit of smoky mezcal in it, a little spice. Oof! Hilo is- Diner was one of the recent spots of mine and Jay's breakfast dates. Oh yeah, also in the neighborhood because it's on it's on Lake Street. It's an old um, it's an old diner diner car. Yeah, it's very cute. Yeah, and at the beginning when I would go there, um, I didn't think they quite kind of hit their stride. No, they didn't. Now. And I feel kind of sad about that because then I think people, some people kind of went and then wrote it off. Yep. Although it seems like they're always quite busy. They are. And it, um, but the last few times I've been there, it is, had been so good. And we've just sat at the little diner bar in there and just loved it. And I brought my kids and it's so good. And they have those hi hat donuts with stuff on them that I can't believe people can consume and then just have, have any a sort day. of productive day. But I know. they do. I know. All right. Pilo Diner is worth going Pilo to. Diner Bring is, your kiddos. And check the people out. are really nice that work there. They are. They're good. All right. We're going to take a quick break. You guys are going to come back and see if the chef boys are ready to talk. We'll be right back. This is the Weekly Dish on My Talk 1071. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Weekly Dish. We are so happy to uh, be joined by Elizabeth Reese. Of course, today is our co-host. Thank you. Special Talk co-host. Hello. <laughs> and we have a couple other guests in studio. We have Chef J.D. Fratsky. That's me. Of Falls Landing et al. <laughs> and we also have Chef Justin Sutherland of, yeah. again, all the things. Hello. Good morning. <laughs> Handsome hog and uh, the fits and uh, all the things, right? Yeah, some Just things. all the things. Some things. Okay, good. Yeah. Well, you guys are kind of this like buddy show, actually. I've decided you guys are a buddy movie and uh and it may have it may have really you know kind of like come to light during bravo's top chef season when justin you were on and you brought jd out for filming which was pretty cool yeah that was uh that was hilarious i got the phone call when i was still working uh the food trailer at uh sociable cider in northeast and it was a it was a rough day and it was really hot and two people hadn't showed up for work and i got this phone call from <laughs> yeah. a stranger yeah and i'm like this is the worst practical joke i've ever heard in my entire life. <laughs> right. please tell me exactly what's going on here They're like no really this is no, come from to the top chef yeah We're- right <laughs> then he come made me cry <laughs> i promise my whole thing i was like i'm not gonna cry on tv and it's like right. the end of the show you haven't talked to a friend or family member you have been, and they're like yeah. justin for you were bringing jd and i was like why did you make <laughs> <laughs> that was the most fun thing to watch. I mean, particularly as a Minnesotan and then knowing you guys, it was so fun to see that connection. And it does just remind you that, I mean, food is such a community and it's yeah. a community for everybody. But I think when you work in it and you share the trials and the tribulations of people not showing up and <laughs> trying to figure out how to make it work, that you really can connect and develop those strong relationships. Oh, precisely. You know, and it was it was pretty cool too to be sitting in that room and you know like with you know Gavin Kaysen was there as well and you know I I think I ended up tweeting something about it being a Minnesota triple threat you yeah, know like right 
right. was uh, it was some cool representation, and you know we got to see a lot of great food and, and meet some wonderful people. So, so that was the beginning of the bromance that was at least televised, if you will. Mm-hmm. Right. So then it, it goes deeper. It than goes that. deeper than that, clearly. <laughs> but so one of the great things that now that you guys are back to real life and like working your own restaurants and stuff, it is harder to sort of like hang out with your friends, you know, outside mm-hmm. of like you know when we have like smoke out, then you get to see all your buddies because mm-hmm. they're there, right. or you're having you know like charity events. But this is a cool thing you guys are doing jd down in your restaurant falls landing yeah. in cannon falls the highway 52 guest chef review yes. um we're gonna do a Which series feels like of... there should be can, can i know can, i know right? i, like I kind of wonder like what justin's like gonna be doing revival tent or something <laughs> yeah you know, like, and lord knows there's room enough for it in the parking lot down <laughs> right. there but uh yeah i mean you know justin and i have known each other for years I, we first got to know one another when he would hang out uh I always thought this was so cool. You know, here he is, you know, sous chef, chef de cuisine at a, at a couple of restaurants in town. And he would always make time for himself to come in and have brunch by himself, either with a newspaper, with his phone at the bar, at strip club. It's my happy time. There. Oh, yeah. yeah that's and that's great. We just started talking about food and became friends. And later on, when he was getting ready to open Handsome Hog, you know, we had some time and uh, hours available at strip clubs. So we finally got to work together for a while, too. Oh, fun. And, uh, yeah, our friendship just kept going from there, you know. Uh, Top Chef was a, a big part of that. We've done lots of events all over the country associated with it. We did Super Bowl last year. We oh, did right. James Beard Awards last year. Um, and I wanted to do something that would like, this is the toughest time of year to be a chef. You know, there's nothing green coming out of the ground. Yeah. You know, like if I see one more root vegetable. I'm oh, gonna, my God. You know, you know, I know. So, right. but, uh, and, you know, this is also usually a time that's typically kind of slow aside from Valentine's Day. So you want to find these things that keep us, you know, inspired and motivated. And, you know, friendship is uh, is one of the ways to do that. So, you know, getting somebody out of their restaurant and into a new environment and keeping it a low key, stress free experience. Um, and at the same time, introducing people in Cannon Falls to, you know, Justin's restaurants was another one of the motivations, too. And so showing what, both cities that neither are that far away from right, each other. Yeah, right. I know. That's JD's on a mission. He always, he give, he'll he give you the exact minute commute from your home. Yeah. He was at my house recently yeah. for a shoot and then looked up exactly how many minutes mm-hmm. it would take me to get to the restaurant, which I appreciate. Okay, so uh, yeah. Justin, what are you, what's exactly are you doing? What's the date? What can people expect? Yeah, so it's next Tuesday, the 18th. Um, I think the, the coolest part that he's doing... Uh, about it is um, we're going to start the dinner at Handsome Hog. Um, so everybody's going to come there, grab a cocktail, you know, kind of just hang out. And then he's providing transportation from Handsome Hog down to Falls Landing. Um, so, you know, that way you can, you know, enjoy your beverages. You don't have to drive the old well, 12 miles or whatever it may be. Um, but, you know, transportation provided to and from. We'll get you a cocktail at Hog. Then you'll go down there. And we've, you know, we've put together a Handsome Hog and very Southern inspired menu um, that will partner with JD's team. Everything for some awesome gumbos, some smoked lamb ribs, uh, your pecan pie. I mean, just, you know, all the good stuff you want to eat in the winter, and we're going to do it with our friends. I yeah. love this. This is like a mini restaurant road trip. It's a road trip. Right. Totally. totally. Is this a coach bus that people are driving down in? Well, or it's, you, it's you gonna, know, it's gonna Are you on... bringing a Suburban? Is it a, yeah, I was going to say, are we packing into a minivan? JD's actually yeah. running shuttles. Oh, it's going to be in his go? Prius. Oh, yeah. It's, uh, yeah, uh, it's going to depend on how many people elect to take part in it, but yeah, yeah we're, it'll, it'll be some kind of, uh, it'll be some kind of party bus. It's a chauffeur thing as well. Yeah. Absolutely. The big well, thing is, is yeah. It's a chauffeur thing. You yeah. can bring a cocktail on the this bus. This is the if question. That's, if that's what we were getting This at. is the getting there, down to the questions are someone self-driving. There may or may not be a cooler on the bus. <laughs> okay. So. Okay. The, you have to get down to the important part. Okay. So then, so we're talking, it's going to be a five, it's a, generally six, a five course kind six, of idea. I think we're doing six, right, yep. James? Six okay. Courses. And how yep. much is it going to be? Uh, it's $100. Okay. And, uh, you know, like I said, the transportation can be included in that if you so choose to take part in that. 
that. Wow, that's but great. But I mean, for you know, six courses with beverage pairings. That's a bargain. Well, yeah. and what else are you doing? Are you guys going to make any money exactly. off this deal? You should raise the price. Right. <laughs> I mean, here right, we got Tattersall. Awesome drinks from Tattersall. They're going to do some cool pairings. Oh, we got some local breweries from down near Cannon Falls. Yeah, Tillian Brewing right in downtown Cannon Falls is going to be uh, one of the courses. We're going to do, I think, the. Um, uh, we're going to do the. The jambalaya with that, I think. Awesome. I think what's so cool about this too, though, is the idea of connecting people in the Twin Cities to out a little bit further. You know, it can be easy to get a little city centric, and it can also be easy then for people who don't live in the city to feel like, oh, the, the cities they don't get it, or they don't get how we live. And I think that connection is important. I mean, it is important in a whole lot of ways in our community, and it's just a cool way to get out to a Sometimes place. Sometimes it's hard enough to get people from Minneapolis to come to St. Oh, Paul. Honest yeah, to goodness. goodness. I mean, <laughs> well, talk to a St. Paul person about trying to get them to leave St. Paul. They uh, will I not. was going to say, thank you for that, <laughs> they're, because they're I feel worse. like they're burrowed in. Oh, totally. Yeah, you don't Fair have enough. to flash your passport when you cross the river. <laughs> I know. Either way. <laughs> it's so true. So now, okay, now this is the first. You're saying this is a series. Yes. Um, March, we're going to get together with Carrie McCabe-Johnson from Nightingale, and Very she's nice. going to pair uh, pair with Winebow and do some courses down there. And then April is going to be uh, the dynamic duo of uh, Tig and Steve from Pajarito. Oh. So we'll have like a pre-Cinco de Mayo I will be attending that yes, one. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> Buy your tickets. I got to say, I, I, I get calls every week, you guys, about like, when's Pajarito opening? When's right. Pajarito? We need Dinah opening. So it's very soon. That's because you dine They it's could never make it over soon. to St. Paul. Guys, I you can just zip right over. <laughs> Sometimes you got to give them what they Dinah want. Because we can't go to St. Paul. Right? <laughs> All right. So Falls Landing is directly south of St. Paul. I'm just, we're just going to geo-track this baby. There so directly south. It's on Highway 52. Yep. Right on Highway 52, the 96 exit. So it's, you know, from, it's a, a little over half an hour. And on other days, what are people, can they expect at Falls Landing? Like if they can't make Tuesday in this big fun party, but they have just, you've now turned them into converts and they will head south what should they expect at falls landing well we're open for dinner service wednesday through saturday night we just started brunch service on sundays from 10 to 2 um and then there's also you know it's it's a food hall so we've got um a deli with an artisan butcher case uh that's run by my my old friend dear friend jake dimachowski um then we've also got uh deli sandwiches available there We've got the Oli's Roadhouse, which is kind of, you know, fried chicken and burgers and pizza over on that side. There's an event space if you want to book a special event down there. There's a lot going on at Artisan Plaza. It's uh, It was a really strong effort from Dave Olson, the owner. He's been a Cannon Falls guy his whole life, trucking company down there. He's uh, He wants it to be a focal point for the community. Okay. People there love you, J.D. They when we've talked about you on Twin Cities Live, they rave about the restaurant. They're so proud that you're there. This is a really cool event. It's All right, we're going to yeah, put the uh, link up on the show page, and then we are going to make sure you guys get tickets. It's for Tuesday. We'll see you soon. Thanks for coming, you guys. Thank you for Thanks, having guys. us. We'll be right back.